Hi, everyone, and welcome back to The Stylish Bride, the podcast dedicated to making sure you are dressed, styled, and down the aisle. And I am here today with Charlotte Rossiter, formerly Wright, which we will talk about, (laughs) who is a client of mine that I worked incredibly closely with her and her family, and she's just about to celebrate her first anniversary, which is why she's here with us. I cannot believe it's been a year. Nor can I. Oh my God. It goes so fast. Everyone tells you that, and never believe it. Oh my God. here we are. Uh, Here we are. So Charlotte was married on February 17th of 2018. Yes, I can't, I'm like, what year is it? I have to remember. In Washington, D.C., which is where she's from, And I thought that it would be great to have you here with us today because not only did we have a lot of fun and work together really closely, but, and we did a lot of really cool stuff that I'm excited to tell the listeners about, but also I think it's great for them to get an idea of, you know, the behind the scenes, like what you actually go through. So thanks for being here. Of course. Thank you for having me. I'm thrilled to be here. So let's give everyone an overview of the wedding. Like, Give us like the details and the rough sketch of it. Of course, it's my favorite topic to talk about. <laughs> so yeah, so our wedding was February 17th of last year in Washington, D.C., which is where my husband and I have lived now for a couple years. And we wanted it to be this amazing weekend for all of our family and friends, most of whom were coming from out of town, as you know. And so we put together a number of events that were just like, all about us, but also all about them. And so we had a whole weekend of activities. We had, I had a bridal lunch. He had like a guy's lunch. We did rehearsal, obviously in rehearsal dinner. And then we did this fabulous, massive cocktail party afterwards, which we can get into tips and tricks later, but that's a big one. And then of course the day of, and so the day of was chaotic but in the best way in the way that you kind of imagine it to be and tons of flowers great music really really good food lots of fun and dancing and parties and wonderful we had an after party to kind of close out the night and then we did this fabulous brunch as a kind of farewell to all of our friends and family, and we intentionally planned on it being President's Day weekend so that we could give people the extra day to get home. And I think that really helped a lot of people be able to make it work and come, which was wonderful. And it kind of gave us a day to have a bit of time back for ourselves after everyone had left before we had to go back to real life. So, yeah. (laughs) No, it's so true. And you guys took your honeymoon later, so you weren't going. Yeah, so we took almost a month before we went on our honeymoon. We wanted there to be a little bit of a grace period. It was a little bit forced by our schedules, but there's this like weird, like blues after the wedding where it's like you put all this planning and all this time and energy and love and everything into one day, which is amazing, or one weekend in our case. But the reality is that it's it passes really, really quickly. And then it's just kind of done. And you're like, oh, wow, well, this is sad. Like, now what? (laughs) And so it was really great because we always, we we kind of knew that in advance based on what other brides had told me. And so with our honeymoon being three or four weeks later, that was something for us to look forward to and plan and get excited about. So it wasn't quite such like a big buildup and then all of a sudden crash back into reality. So it was really nice, yes. And then we actually did a second honeymoon because... 
why not? Because why not? <laughs> so we kind of spread it out over the course of a few months. Oh so, my god, yeah. that's the way to do it. Yeah, the first year should be a whole honeymoon for a year. Yes, every trip we took this year, we called it honeymoon this, honeymoon that, honeymoon <laughs> weekend, honeymoon this, <laughs> so why not? All of which need outfits, and that's a whole different part of the conversation. Oh, yes. But oh, yes. <laughs> And we're actually sitting here, and I should have said this in the beginning, but we're sitting here at the Elisa Boutique in New York, and the reason that I chose this setting for our interview was that Charlotte wore a lot of Elisa for the weekend, and even her mom, and every single outfit was absolutely fabulous, including the culmination, the piece de resistance, her wedding dress. And we're going to share pictures with you. But that's where we are in this absolutely beautiful setting. And I spend a lot of time here and the team is just absolutely wonderful. And the clothes are amazing. But And they were kind enough to let us do it here before fitting for a different dress that Charlotte's doing. But anyway, so I want to give everyone a brief sketch of all of the cool things that we did together and what I think made your fashion story really unique. Her wedding planner introduced us about a year and a few months before you got married. Yeah, I think so. It was around January of 2017. So yeah, I think it was almost exactly a year, I think, give or take. I think that's true. And we did a lot in a year and we had a ton of fun. But I think that what seemed really obvious to me from the start with you was that you were up for trying things. And you wanted to look stunning, but it was so fun to dress you because obviously you're tall and gorgeous and fun, but it was that you were willing to take some risks and willing to, you know, expand the traditional idea of what you should wear. And so tell me a little bit about and tell the listeners, because I know already, but tell me like what your thought process was when you were thinking about the different outfits. Yeah, of course. So going into it, my first thought, of course, was the wedding dress. I hadn't really thought about anything else at that point. And so it wasn't really until I spoke with you the first time over the phone when you had asked me, like, what do you envision? And I had a vision of what our wedding looked like. But when I envisioned my dress, it was just kind of like this blurry white thing. And so I was like, well, I don't really know. And the envision I had for the wedding was really clear. We wanted black tie. We wanted grand. We wanted elaborate. We wanted like wintry and all those, you know, rich, wonderful jewel tone type things that come to mind. And so I knew that I wanted a dress that, you know, all of our guests were going to be in black tie. And so there's already a certain level of formal kind of attire going on. And I knew that I wanted something that would stand out. And of course, you know, everyone's like, oh, well, you're going to be the bride. Of course, you're going to stand out. And it's like, yes, but of course, the reality is like, there's some dresses that are a little bit simpler, some a little bit more bohemian, some a little bit more summery. And I knew I wanted not only a winter looking kind of dress style, but also something that was like versatile and fun, but formal and exciting and different. And that's hard to find, as you know. And we went, I remember the first trip we went, I went to all these different places and there was a few that I liked, but mostly there were elements of ones I liked. And there wasn't like one dress that kind of had all those in one. And I think it was at Ramona Cavesa, maybe, where I tried the first overskirt. Fell in love with the concept because I kind of liked the idea of having a dress for the ceremony that's a little bit more kind of bigger and more eye-catching. 
and then something that for the reception I could dance in without necessarily having to change into a whole another outfit. And so that was kind of like the perfect combination of what I could imagine. And then, of course, as we started to narrow things down, it started to become really clear kind of what we wanted to look for. And as you know, we went to the Elisad, their pop-up, if you will, for Bridal Market, and beautiful place. And it was the first dress I tried on. And I was like, this is it. This is the one. I love this dress. And I remember you saying, let's just go through a few more. Be certain. You never know. And by the end of a few, not only had I found my rehearsal dinner outfit halfway through that process, but I also was completely solidified in my decision and I loved it. And it was such a good feeling to find the one that's like all of a sudden this blurry white vision in like what I had imagined as our wedding came together in a really nice way and exactly what I imagined. And it's the kind of thing like you should be so excited to put it on you know, even for the fitting, like you should just be excited to just like have it on for no reason at all, let alone your wedding. And so it was such a good feeling to finally see like all the pieces I liked in other dresses come together in one. And it was stunning. And actually what's so funny about, it was a very pale peach tone. It wasn't even white, but I think that what made it so unique and so special was just how you lit up in it. And it's something I talk a lot about with my clients because, you know, to be honest with you, you looked good in everything and this happens a lot where you know if you don't have something in particular that's really like makes finding a style more challenging it's actually hard because you don't have the narrow down of the scope so for you that was absolutely the case and when you put this one on i could just tell that you were like okay i kind of love this and then we were like we're talking about it and you didn't want to take it off and i could tell that you lit up Yeah, and so it was really funny because if you remember, after we did that try-ons, and I really, really loved the one, we still had an appointment back at Ramona Cavesa for the one I had kind of been on the fence about, and then when we were there, I tried on another one of theirs that had an overskirt that I also really loved, and that one was more of a pure snow white, and... You know, one of those where we went back and forth and back and forth, and I was really so solidified on this one, but I kept looking at photos because there's this, like, fear of, like, what if I choose the wrong one? Like, what if my wedding day comes and I'm like, I wish I had the other one? And I kept looking back at these photos, and in the one photo, I'm smiling and happy and, like, clearly very comfortable in this dress. And in the other photo, I, like, look a little bit uncomfortable, a little bit uncertain, I think I still had a smile on my face, but it was a little forced. And that was when I was like, clearly it's this. And there's like too much going on in my mind trying to make it such an obvious answer when the photos are right there. It's so obvious. And so that was really when I was like, no, this is it. I'm good. I'm happy. We're, we're on a roll. And so then from there, it just was smooth sailing from there. And of course, as I'd mentioned, I found my rehearsal dinner outfit, which was the coolest jumpsuit with this beautiful train. And I got my snow white, you know, outfit there. And so, you know, like then it just kind of everything fell into place. I ended up finding, you know, my lunch outfit, which actually is surprisingly similar to that dress right there. It is, isn't it? Yeah. But hers was red. Red, yes. Because it was Valentine's weekend, so we were doing that. The motif on it The motif is. is very similar, and so is the fit, I think. So, and then my, I mean, everything else just fell into place. My after party dress, it just all fell into place really beautifully. It so, really did. Yeah. And then we started to focus on the different elements. So we knew that we wanted your bridesmaids in different dresses that coordinated together and in a formal style. So we chose gold. Yep. 
and then really went bridesmaid by bridesmaid and chose the right dress. And it came together so beautifully, I think. Don't you? Yeah, no. I think they were all really comfortable in their dresses and they looked really beautiful. So can't ask for more than that. And then we did these amazing first stoles. Thank God we had them because it was freezing. So cold. But exactly what we wanted. Exactly no what we wanted. No one wants a warm February winter weather. True. So. And you even got lucky that we had a little snow and it was perfect. So we did that. And then, in fact, actually, one of my favorite details, I'll show you guys a picture when we're going through this. We did custom clutches handbags for each girl like we really got into the details which i think was one of the most fun parts of it because it's so much fun doing it for my girls i really wanted it to be like a gift i gave them in return for the support and love and friendship and everything that they give to me on a daily basis and it was like kind of my way of saying thank you to them also because a lot of them are from all over the country and so i knew it took effort on their part to come and you know, they made an effort to come to my bachelorette, which I had in Napa that you know of. And so it was, you know, they all made an amazing effort to be a part of it in its entirety as well as be really supportive. So it was really fun to like do it for them or with them. And so, yeah, we did the clutches and the first stoles and the dresses and the shoes. And oh, it was so much fun. It was so much fun. And we actually did the same thing for the groomsmen and did really beautiful custom burgundy velvet smoking jackets for the whole look because gold and burgundy were all in the colors of the wedding and they looked really sharp. It's a harder process with guys just because, and actually the reason we did them custom was because you had a couple of really big guys. Like you had one guy from Samoa, yeah, literally a Samoan, and we were like, okay, we're not going to find something off the rack that's going to fit him. So we ended up doing it custom and I think the pictures just show like it's just great. It was also hard because, of course, for bridesmaids' dresses, there's so many places all over the world. And so almost anyone can at least get to some sort of boutique where they can find a dress that at least is similar and they can get a size or something like that. And for men, it's so much harder because, you know, they can all go to a tailor to get measured, but every tailor measures a little bit differently. And that makes it much more complicated. And you're right. I mean, so you know, with Joey being retired professional volleyball player, he has a lot of really tall, really big friends. And so it was a little bit of a challenge, but they all looked amazing. And the coordination of the velvet tuxedo of Joey's with the velvet of theirs, and then the gold and all the different textures and tones of the gold and my ladies, I think it just all worked. The texture, the color, everything was just fabulous. It made it look so good. So, And we should actually not skip over Joey because he, <laughs> first of all, like nicest oh, crew. I love Joey. He's the best. And we had so much fun together, but Joey really wanted to like bring it with his fashion. And he, so we did this custom white tie, traditional tails, like really formal custom tuxedo, I guess you'd call it, with Duca Satoria, who's bespoke Italian suit designer here in New York City and Italy. And they're awesome and you know it looked so so good but then like i don't know two weeks before the wedding i get a text from him and he's like hey you know can we find like that really traditional like white scarf and like the gloves and we did it and we've got like really cool cufflinks and all of that and he his style was awesome yeah it was so much fun he's 
I mean, you always hear about the groom kind of just like going along with whatever the bride wants. And he was the total opposite. He wanted to be involved. <laughs> he wanted to be a part of, you know, 95% of the decisions, I would say. And he was really, really invested in what he was wearing. And so, you know, we went to Duca together and we had so much fun looking through all the different fabrics and the styles and everything. Of course, Duca and he are, Max and he are now great friends and they, you know, and so he got a really, really, really sharp jacket from him as well for the rehearsal dinner. That was such a cool compliment to my all white. And so it had like some purple and red in it that just looked really cool. And so, yeah, it was so much fun for him, I think, to have his own kind of part to play that was complementary to all the stuff I was doing, which I think sometimes maybe gets lost for some of the, the grooms. I think that's absolutely true. It's sort of an afterthought, like, oh my God, getting married in two months, what's my groom gonna wear? And yeah. that was certainly the case with me, but you know, my pretend is the same thing. <laughs> with that said, there was a little bit of like, gotta get on this, you know what I mean? So he was really thrilled to do it all. But I think like the timeline, like, you know, women, like, you know, like you get engaged and you get started, like you get going. And for him, it was kind of like, well, you know, like, yeah, like the venue and the flowers and the catering and all that kind of stuff, like you have to book that. And in his mind, I think, you know, he kind of dilly dallied a little bit and it worked out, but we cut it a little close to some of his groomsman's jackets about the timing. And so that was the only thing that I think looking back, I would probably speed that up a little bit so that there was a little less stress leading up to with the holidays, especially leading up to their jackets being completed and measured and fitted and everything. And guys are hard because it's really hard to say to them, okay, go get measured and have them actually do it, which I know makes them sound, but it, they're just not like that. And so I think that, you know, we had a great timeline going in and then we got a little delayed, but that's okay. It came together really well in the end. So I want to find out from you. So now, you've gone through the day and you've gone through the planning and all of these amazing things. What's your advice to brides out there? Like, what do you want to tell them? Any advice from a bride that's already been of what to expect? Well, other than hire you. <laughs> Thank you. Because I genuinely look back on it and I enjoyed every part, the planning. We had an amazing wedding planner who did all of the hard work. And, you know, the only part that I didn't love was having to do table arrangements. And that's only because you have a 300-person wedding and all of a sudden it gets very complicated. But it was so enjoyable and it was so nice to not have the stress of, you know, is everyone where they need to be? And then from your end, like, I can't imagine navigating the waters of finding a wedding dress. I don't know if I ever would have looked at all the places we did just because I'm not sure they would have been on my radar. And so not to mention all the small things like the accessories, the do you have something that's going to be cold? Do you, you know, all the tiny little details, the making sure that fitting appointments are booked and that, you know, you stay on top of the altercations and make sure everything goes well. And it's so nice to not have to worry about that. And then, of course, day of, don't even, you know. I didn't have to worry about anything. I just enjoyed myself. I drank mimosas and had fun with my girls and didn't have to worry about the making sure that the guys' shirts were being pressed or, you know, do they all know how to tie a bow tie? The answer is no. Um, <laughs> they never do. <laughs> you know, the bridesmaid didn't put her shoes on before she put her dress on and now can't sit down to put her shoes on because it'll wrinkle her dress. You know, all the tiny details and it's just so nice especially wearing the overskirt, 
I chose not to have it detach in the front. And so in order to get it off, you have to lift the whole thing up. And so it's kind of a complicated process. And of course, it's delicate. And so it's one of those things where you don't really think about it. But I was in the reception hall, upstairs, out of the overskirt, and back down in cocktails before anyone even noticed that I was gone. And so it was really nice because otherwise, you know, you spend, what, 30 plus minutes doing that and you miss your cocktails and you miss being with your friends and your family and everyone. So it's such a blessing. Let's see, other pieces of advice I would give. If you are interested in doing a first look, I would highly, highly, highly recommend it. It gives you a really nice one-on-one quiet moment just between you and your spouse or soon-to-be spouse, before the craziness of what's to come. It was really nice that Joey and I both got to kind of be ourselves without having to do the whole, like, okay, don't cry, don't get emotional, you can't say hi to them because you're in front of everyone down the aisle, you know. So it was really nice we got to have a few moments alone to just be like, here we go, like, let's do this, this is amazing. And that was really nice because it kind of makes it so that when you walk down the aisle, the nerves aren't there. And they really, I mean... They're going to be there even if you're perfectly, you know, happy to be doing this. It's going to be a little nerve-wracking. And so that was such a nice thing. And we got all of our photos out of the way in advance, aside from a few last-minute ones in the church before we went over to our reception. And so that was also nice because we really got to enjoy cocktails in our reception without having to worry about it. And with winter, of course, it gets dark quite early. And so it was nice to not feel like we had to have our wedding really early in order to catch some light for photos afterwards. And so that was wonderful. Let's see what other piece of advice would I give. Task one of your ladies, whether it be your uh, maid of honor or another one of your ladies, to just remind you to take like five minutes to just sit by yourself. It doesn't matter where you are, but you know, you have your hair and makeup done before you put your dress on or before you really are like fully ready and then can't. Just like go lock yourself away, you know, in a bedroom or a bathroom or a closet or whatever it is. And just take a few minutes to yourself because at least for me, there was almost no time during the whole weekend, which I love. This isn't a criticism, but that you just are by yourself. You're either with family, you're with friends, you're making sure things are confirmed with the wedding planner, you're with, you know, your soon-to-be spouse, you're, and there's just very little time where you can just kind of relax by yourself. And so just a few minutes, take a few deep breaths, be thankful for all the people who are there to support you, and then you can kind of go out and be vivacious and have fun and not feel like you've been robbed of any alone time. Oh, you'll like this. (laughs) Make sure you plan for all sorts of undergarments. Yeah. (laughs) So... I think I had like 15 bras for the whole weekend. So for my wedding dress was great. Obviously, you know, you have cups sewed in, don't have to worry about it. It's great. But little things like even seamless undergarments, not necessarily show lines, but can alter how your dress or your pantsuit or whatever it is, like sits on your body, on your hips. And so prepare for that. Try it with and without. Get an idea for what you like. If it's going to go with, make sure you're prepared. If you're going to go without, also make sure you're prepared. (laughs) (laughs) And then, like, make sure that you're happy with how it looks and you're comfortable because even if someone says to you, oh, you should really do this instead of that, if you're not comfortable, that's going to show more than anyone else is going to notice one little line or one little wrinkle in the dress or something. So I think make sure you're comfortable because you want to be able to 
move freely and be comfortable and not feel awkward or, you know, whatever it may yeah, be. Yeah, it shows on your face and your whole attitude. And yeah, your whole demeanor would end up changing. Yeah. And so that's one of those things that I don't think I would have necessarily thought about until I was probably getting dressed, at which point I would have been so stressed to be like, oh my gosh, hang on, you know, and no one gets dressed and then stands around for 15 minutes. Everyone is, you know, you're always getting dressed to walk out the door. And so you don't have much time to have a, you know, an oops moment like that where you are all of a sudden caught unawares. And so I think that's one of those things that like, if I didn't have your advice, I would have not known. And so for anyone who either hasn't thought about that or needs to think about that, that's one of those things that could quickly kind of put a damper on your day. Absolutely. Yeah. So those, I think those would be my top things. What about for the first year of marriage? Oh boy. First year of marriage. Changing your name is really hard oh. <laughs> and it's a lengthy process, but it's worth it if you are choosing to go that route. I definitely loved postponing our honeymoon a few weeks back from the wedding. It gave us something to look forward to and to kind of decompress from the wedding before the honeymoon. And I mean, our honeymoon was very relaxing. It's not as though we were doing anything crazy, but you know, it still is exciting and fun. And so you end up having some decompression time in the middle, I think was really nice. Do you think it's a big adjustment? Do you think going from, because you guys lived together before. Yeah, we did. You had a house together, you had a dog together. Yeah. So, you know, how do you feel it's changed? For me, like day to day, it really hasn't, which sounds very underwhelming, but it's not. I mean, it's just, as you said, we've lived together for three and a half years before we got married. We have a dog, you know, like we have a house. Yeah, so like day to day, not much really changed. You know, your name, you have to get used to calling someone your husband. And when someone says, you know, my wife, you don't start looking around the room. Yeah. <laughs> so things like that, little funny things. You know, the first time I said my husband, I was like, huh, that's cool. And that's kind of a nice feeling. I think the one thing I would say is that, you know, it's more like secure. Like he's like my person. And he was my person before. It's not as though we, you know, it wasn't that way. But it's like, you know, he's now the person that I know will like always be there. Again, like the senses wasn't that way before, but there is a certain like certainty and comfort and like security in that. You know, I'll come home from a really rough day and he always would be very like, you know, what can I do? Tell me about it. Like let me make it better for you. But now like, it's just, it doesn't even have to be a rough day. It can just be a normal day. And it's like, okay, like, let's just have like a night to like decompress and we'll just have a glass of wine and just sit with the dogs, you know? And that's really nice that it's like, when you're in a relationship, I feel like you really see the best of people at the highs and the lows. And the everydays just kind of blend together. And I feel like once we got married, the everydays become you recognize some of the smaller things that like make your everydays great. And it's not always just the support when you're in a low spot or the excitement when you're in a high spot, but it's also just the like the consistency on a daily basis, which is what a marriage is. I mean, it's not always going to be super exciting or super, you know, like upsetting. It's always going to, most days are kind of normal. And so it's nice to have just consistent comfort in knowing that like that's always there. He's always there. He's my person. Yeah. True. And I think that it also, I've been married 17 years and it's makes it, I mean, listen, it, it hasn't happened and I hope it doesn't, but things get hard inevitably in some moments. And there is something about marriage that it is a much bigger deal to walk away from and 
not that you would or not that I would, but you know, sometimes that commitment is yeah. really, it's important. It's nice knowing that you can, I feel like when you aren't married yet, but maybe like if you're engaged or if you're in a, like a serious committed relationship, there's already like a certain level of security. Like you've maybe, you live together or you have a lease together, or you have a pet together. So there are like barriers to just like an easy, simple, like we break up, goodbye. So there are already a few barriers. But even then, like there's a certain level of like every time you argue or every time you go through a rough moment or whatever it is, there's, yeah, like you're aware of that impermanence. And so once you're married, like I'm not saying that you argue more, but like it's normal. And yeah. so there's a certain level of like, there's not like a fear of that. Not that there was before, but there's not like any sort of, you know, like you can have arguments and know that like that's healthy and that's normal. Yeah, no, yeah. it's true. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate you sharing all of this with the listeners and with me. And so awesome is that, you know, usually the wedding is a bittersweet thing for me because I love seeing it, but then it means I don't get to see you as often, which is true, but your mom is getting remarried in a year. And so we're having fun still able to continue on, but which is awesome because I love seeing you. So thank you. I hope it never ends. So thank you very much. I was so happy to talk about it and yeah, thank you for all that you did on the entire adventure from being engaged all the way through walking down the aisle. So it was truly my pleasure. Thank you. Well, thank you everyone for listening and for tuning in. And I hope this was helpful. You can reach out with any questions that you have. You can find me on Instagram at The Stylish Bride. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss a tip on how to be dressed, styled, and down the aisle. Bye for now.